No, I just feel it. I told I, I just told Jeremiah that if top five, if we keep doing top fives, if the if, if it's still going to be in this show, you know, in a a month, then I have to be its villain. Otherwise, it's the most boring segment we could ever do on the show. It's, I feel like if, if I would you, turn if, it off. Like if I was listening to podcasts and like multiple episodes in a row, they go top five favorite smells. I'd be like, ah, I'm done. I'm out. I feel like we have to either do if we're going to keep doing it, then we have to get into it a little bit. We can't just rush through it and say top five and move on. Like it's well, interesting as a conversation starter. Right. But we don't have right. interesting suggestions. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> top, top five I, smells is not a fun. Con- like I wouldn't even have that conversation in real life. I would end <laughs> it. Uh, some of them for niche people would be interesting. Um, not all three of us fall into that niche. You know what I mean? So, um, find me the candy bar connoisseurs who are like, I'm that's dying Dan Shuffle, dude. Dan Shuffle. I man. know we all know Dan well enough to know he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care what our favorite candy bars are. Dan, I'm calling you out right here. I'm going to call this the radio. <laughs> I'm calling you out on the radio. We don't care, and you don't care what, about candy bars. <laughs> This is Aaron, Jeremiah, and Nate. We play in a band together. We spent years in a band discussing music and everything else. This is a podcast mostly about everything else. Thanks for listening. So, so wait. So then what are you proposing is the reason that... You care more about that one than any of the other ones we've done. Just Smells, I think, sucked, too. I'm not going to lie. I don't know the person who proposed smells, so I'm not trying to... I know Dan's... So you're, not, can, you're not even saying that the suggestion sucks. You're saying the person who suggested smells sucks. No. That's what you're getting at. <laughs> no, the opposite of that. I'm not trying to uh, point fingers at a person. I'm literally pointing a finger at Dan Sheffield right now. <laughs> Very so, a physical finger is being pointed. So, And, and the, the listeners if can guess which finger. you get hyped on top five annoyances, though, Nate, I don't know what to get you hyped on. I actually kind of like that one. Annoyances is funny. Do you have wait? But wait, I, I want to dig back. What? What? Do you, why do you think that Dan's asking then, Nate? If you're like, he doesn't troll, care. We he's don't trolling care. himself and me and you and all of us. <laughs> he's trolling himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a globalized troll, just meant to just totally obliterate anything that's worth listening to. I I'd like to edit out the part where you say that you actually know him, so that. Every fan just thinks at any moment they could just be berated for doing something we've asked them yeah. to do. That's but also, right. like, okay, <laughs> okay, for all you top fivers, Nate is Nate's unimpressed. That's what they need to know. I feel like Nate's right now, with without thinking fives. about it, I could come up with five. Give me like five better top fives. Okay, I proposed one the other day, and no one said anything. Top five worst favorite bands to claim that are your favorite bands. <laughs> Okay, I don't so remember the that lamest... being brought up. I t- I brought it up in the text chain like months ago, and no oh, one I just... said anything. I wonder if I Did... missed it. Have you been carrying that wound with you, Nate? Because I feel like Sorry, dude. the way you said I that. I also feel like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to hype, but you're not, I'm trying to hype you're it not allowed I like, to. I feel like the last time, the last session we had was so somber, and I'm trying to, trying it to was. jazz it this one up. It was somber. Um... 
Not sure how much. Trying to bring the sauce. It. it was. It was. So, it was somber. I think well, that we came in with somber energy. I don't think yeah, there was no. any way. Well, I'm trying to not. I'm trying know, to not come in with that. You know. Granted, how yeah. could we not? I mean, I know. So, I know. but I'm saying you know we what? were somber. I've had we a good down week. In the dump. Have you guys had good weeks? I mean, uh, yeah, it's been the same. It's I mean, hot. it's been, yeah. I've been super busy, but. I got. I think it was a cool week. We we uh, Missy and I got away for a night to visit our friend's farm, which was cool. And then um, we uh, we got to go swimming in a pool on Sunday, and that was awesome. But I guess the highlight would be, I mean, Nate, if you thought the fireworks in our neighborhood were on point in prior prior years that you may have been here, mm-hmm. this year was unreal. Like there was no fire. Like in our neighborhood on the west end of Louisville. People take fireworks and like the Fourth of July seems to be the most important holiday in this neighborhood. It's the people shut yeah. down the streets and they drink together, they sing together. But there was no official Louisville fireworks show, and so the West End took a, took it upon itself like to go super hard. And it was like six hours you could just turn around and there was fireworks in every direction the entire night. And it just made me I've never felt more patriotic. Maybe since the day that Obama won office, like that, not because I particularly like liked Obama or didn't like Obama at the time, but because that was a cultural moment in my neighborhood. But this was like that. I was like swelling up with pride, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Did you guys have anything? Did you guys do anything for the fourth, Nate? We did not, nothing. Nate, well, what was the top five things you did on July 4th this year? Well, I watched Hamilton. <laughs> oh, dude, I just yeah. watched that last night. Yeah. What I've did you think? It, I've watched it three times now. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah, it's like the best I, I, thing ever. Yeah, like, uh, did you did, did did you know a lot about it before you watched it? Like, were you ready for it? Yeah, I mean, I I had. I'm not gonna say that I had listened to the whole thing. I've li- I listened to it, you know, years ago. I tried to listen to it. I don't I don't feel like the album sounds great. Like, I don't I don't really like how it sounds. Um, that might just be that you don't like the way they produce Broadway records because don't they all have like a certain sheen that you probably don't love. Um, I felt specific? like it was like felt kind of underproduced. Oh, really? Um, maybe there are, I don't know. there are some sampled things that just feel like not on top of the moment. Like there's some samples. I love. I'll and, say it, I loved how the movie sounded. I thought the movie sounded great and it looked great and it was awesome. When I listened to it years ago, I was just like, I don't know. And I've, I mean, I've been in in musicals. Now I I've been in, I should say I've been in the pit. Like I've been, I was in the pit like through most of high school, through like a bunch of productions. So I like, in general, I like musicals. I haven't done anything with it. And have you seen one on Broadway? No. Oh man. I mean, I lived fifteen hundred miles from Broadway, so it wasn't gonna. I know, but you're you're now you're this cosmopolitan man of of man of means who travels the world. You know, man of culture, but not man of means. Well, I, I uh, like I grew up doing theater and like have seen a lot of things on Broadway, but obviously hadn't seen Hamilton because the tickets are so hard to get. But mm-hmm. like me and Missy's like fifth date was I took her up to see Wicked on Broadway, which is like super good. Yeah. And so I was excited to watch it. I was a little all I'd really heard was that like not giving away my shot song. And I just think that song's like now having seen it, probably one of the weakest songs in the show. Um, it's just it, very it's like very much a Broadway song. It's like, it's it's a very like square sounding rap song. Um, it, it's a yeah, yes, I mean, it sounds like it, it sounds like a show tune. I think that's the like most of the songs feel 
are pop tunes and feel like pretty elevated when you consider what show tune music like usually sounds like. Right. Not to say that's good or bad because um, there's great show tune numbers, of course, but most of it doesn't stand up as great popular music like against like a radio song or something. Sure. So the other songs in Hamilton feel like they could easily be radio songs. Yeah, there was a couple that Aaron Burr's character had that I like really did. That dude was crazy. He was so good. Dude, they all were just super good. But um, uh, I. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say. So I had never seen it. I had tried to listen to the whole thing, but I made it through however much. This was probably three years ago. And then I was, uh, I've been a fan of the group Clipping, who David Diggs, who plays Thomas mm-hmm. Jefferson and Lafayette. That dude has a rap group called Clipping that's always put out really, like, inter- they're not, like, particularly popular. They're not, like... You know, they're they're not in the mainstream at all. Mm-hmm. They put out crazy records though that are really cool. Um, and then he was in a movie last year that I saw that I really liked called Blind Spotting. Um, which oh, he I'd like recommend. helped write that or something, didn't he? Yeah, it's 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 also kind of like a musical movie, whatever. Um, Is that worth <clears> checking like, out? Because I haven't seen it. I love it. I think it's awesome. It's about gentrification in Oakland and amongst other things. Um, it's super good. I saw that last year and I was like, oh, this is great. And no one's talking about it and whatever. So I knew that I liked him and I knew that I liked, you know, Lin-Manuel from just like interviews and stuff. He's a cool dude. Uh, So I was like ready to watch it when I saw that it came out. I was like, let's do it. I don't like really campy things. That's kind of where I'm. I fall out like Music Man, that kind of like classical, like campy Cats type thing. But I was like, what'd you say? So what about like Little Shop? I've never actually watched Little Shop, and I need to. I feel Um, like that's like right on the line. But but I've had so many good experiences in the theater and on Broadway. Like so many, I would say like if I did my top top five like most affecting artistic experiences, like at least two of them would be on Broadway or like Broadway style shows. Mm-hmm. But I, I had heard, the only thing I'd really heard was the knocking away my shot song. And I thought, well, far be it for me to have too strong an opinion because so many of like, of the hip hop and R and B community and the theater community and the historic historical community have all co-signed. This is like really good. But uh, yeah, I guess I was just a little skeptical. So I went in with it just like ready, like, Hey, whatever this is, I want to be into it. And yeah, I was obviously like, it was just really well done. Uh, it just makes me. It reminds me of like how much like those, um, those like goosebumps are elevated when you're in the room. Like when you're mm-hmm. in a room like that, and the people are doing that high quality of something, and you're there feeling it with them. Like it is such a communal. It's like people that like going to shows. It's the same thing. Like I just have a hard time thinking that if you saw something of that quality on Broadway, even if you're like I don't like musicals, that you wouldn't like it. Which leads me to ask Jeremiah if you've watched it yet. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, is it so? Is it a filming of the Broadway performance? Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, they just shot it. Like I've only barely t- heard that it was even out. I didn't know it just came out this weekend. But, yeah. So it it like they filmed it like two or three times, and then they did a filming without an audience. They could get close ups, and then they just cut it together. So it's like it does feel. I think the closest you can get to yeah. what the room feels like. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't have Disney, whatever, so I don't, you know, it's just. I mean, I didn't either. It's not I on the. suffered through signing up. I'm not avoiding but. it necessarily, but I haven't sought it out. But you, but I know we had this conversation before that, like, you've never experienced any theater that you found enjoyable or. Is that, am I putting words in your mouth? No, I mean, um, I, I would say that's fair. The the bravado and emotive nature of theater drives me batty. So um, I'm sure wait, so there wait, are places. Wait, you say emotive nature, but you can you make that clear? Because like you love movies and you love a good, powerful movie. Yeah. So what is it that the no the way that, that you exaggerate the the emotion on like to reach the back of the room that whole thing like the projecting um not just the voice like the body no no I mean the like, emotional projecting like everything mm-hmm. yeah the rule on stage is that you go bigger so that it gets to the back of the room right yeah maybe maybe I would like them from the back of the room then <laughs> if it tones down enough by the back of the room um I just like. I mean, we know this about movies too. Like I just like really real stuff, like raw, real. And that's not really what Broadway is about. Uh, I don't think I'm not going to claim I really understand it, but what's an example of a, like a raw movie. I mean, I mean, I'm just curious. You mean that he likes? Well, like, a, I mean, cause the way you're describing it, I don't think that I would, describe i i'm just curious i want to i in order for me to understand what you're saying i have to have a point of reference for what movies you find to be raw Um, okay you know because because guy would put something like like there because like there's like naturalistic dialogue or right like really subdued performance or like minimal dialogue like there's just like all kinds of yeah, um, uh, well, all three of those sound really good to me. Um, I'm not really versed in movies either because just typically they're like a lot of the blockbuster things aren't appealing to me. And so I have to kind of work harder to find things that are interesting. But I think we've talked about before. The Road is like an amazing movie to me. Um, if there was some way that that was done on Broadway and the nuance of it was captured, like maybe I would dig it. Like I, the, I know there's plays that I would enjoy. Well, that's more um, of an off-Broadway style straight play type. yeah, yeah and a that straight might play. be there might be things like that <clears throat> oh excuse me yeah that I would, that but, but I like broadway enjoy. is usually the focus is musicals not necessarily right. exclusively but like those are the big success stories of broadway are musicals whereas like straight dramatic performance is usually not a broadway oh, type okay. thing i i hadn't even thought about that but that okay yeah well it's not exclusive like that i mean i saw a lot of straight plays but you're right that's what it's known for i saw if i was doing my top five like one of the ones i saw on broadway when i was 18 was they made a movie of it but it's not very good called proof and i when i saw it uh it was it's literally just two actors and two actresses it's one set there's no music um there's no set changes there's no costume changes it's just about this girl whose father just died he was like a math genius and he was losing his mind and she's digging through his stuff as like his protégés are trying to see if he figured things out, but it's more a conversation about life and death and humanity. And um, Sarah, what's the, not her, no, who is it that, um, the show Weeds and Rotten Green, Fried Green Tomatoes, what's the actress's name? Uh, Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. 
she was. I was going to say it. three names. Something, something, something is her name. Yeah, yeah. I was like Sarah Jessica Parker. That's not right. But she was in it at the time. She had like, and and it was like, just so powerful. Just the dialogue. Yeah. It was very. I think you would love that. Well, but I, co- I, okay. So if we're thinking about like, if we're just going off like the well-known everybody knows stuff, like for straight plays, you have like. The Crucible, you have... Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman, right? You have Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, right? These are all famous, like, extremely serious performance, a lot of which have movies made out off of them. But when you think about really famous Broadway, like, musical stuff stuff that's been popular in the last 30 years, it's like Rent and The Lion King and Cats and all these huge, like, production. Wicked, and- Wicked right. Yeah, Wicked was huge. I mean, we did Wicked when I was in high school. And I played the music for that. And it's great it's music. It's got some cool music in it. Yeah, it's got yeah. some really cool music Defying in it. Defying Gravity is like a super dude, great song. that's my jam, dude. Yeah, it's a great song. It's got, well, it's, you know I love a good arpeggio. Um, no doubt. When it's put in there, put in there well. Uh, I, think, I, think if, I think you would... Yeah, I think it's probably important that you see it, Jeremiah. I bet I, bet I don't... Yeah, I guess also, I, don't I feel like the acting... I, I'm not allergic to... I understand there's a big difference between theater acting and, um, and like film, like of course. Yeah. Um, but I I don't feel like there's like a crazy amount of uh overacting in, like especially considering that it's like a full blown musical. You know, like there's basically no talking. It's pretty much singing. It's, that's the thing. Not, it's not. It's a. It's a. Um... It's it's not a critique of the acting as much as it is a critique of the limitations of the art. When I say that, I'm not like I wish they would do better. It's just like, well, that's what is required for this setting, and I just don't care for it. Kind of like you might just not like loud music sure. <laughs> that it takes to get to a big and create a certain vibe in that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah. not gonna tell everyone they need to experience like dream theater which is probably i've never is that, experienced is that the I, loudest music like, you can think of no i dream I, I, I did transition <laughs> but just like some kind of more big accessible like my, my first instinct was to go way too in the scene but like just something big and heavy and loud that may not be but we are what like, we aren't talking about we're talking about a whole art form essentially mm-hmm but except you're saying, well, I'd like it if it wasn't like if it was a not a big musical. Like uh, I'm sure there are examples of musicals that I I don't know any off the top of my head. But I'm starting like to run out measured. of like why why is it important that I find like the one or two percent of musicals? You, you don't that I would need like. to like. There's yeah. We all know people who just say like I don't read fiction, right? Like right. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't enjoy journalism. You know, some people just don't right. like things, you know? <laughs> I don't like facts. <laughs> well, but, like, no, I mean, like, that sounds like a joke, but there are plenty of people who are just not, like, any long-form journalism, they're not going to read. They're just not, it's not an art form. They are mm-hmm. not interested. And I'll say, I'm not, I do read long-form journalism, but it's not high on my list of, like, things I want to consume where I know people who it's like, that's their thing. Their main thing is seeking out like long form journalism. That is sort of a dying breed right now. Um, or like, yeah, reading like literature over fantasy or sports writing or whatever. Like everybody is going to pick different things. So it's not absurd that you wouldn't like musicals. That's 
totally normal. But I do think you would probably find something to like about Hamilton. I, I imagine that Hamilton would be enjoyable. Like there's a, like enough people really like it. I, like, but what's funny is I can't imagine how that could be so. <laughs> you know, like I, like a, a a a like if you were to describe it to me, I've heard it described a little bit, but I guarantee if you were to describe it to me, it would make me less interested in watching it. It's not a well, great elevator pitch. For it's sure. famous yeah, for it's, being <laughs> a bad elevator pitch. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind exactly. of why it's yeah. shocking. Um, um, but, but I recognize, so that's where I say I'm not avoiding it, but I'm not necessarily seeking it out. There's so many amazing things that I haven't seen yet that like, I think you would go like, Oh, that was a really high quality thing. And, and I maybe didn't resonate. It's not my favorite. I think that probably, but I just, my own point was just to say, I think it's, it's consequential enough and important enough that you should go out of your way to see it. And I would say that to anybody who's like, I also it's, think it's culturally relevant and to right now. Yeah, and and it's like you were talking about feeling patriotic. To me, that was the best way to feel patriotism yeah. on the Fourth of July. Was just right. like seeing seeing people uh, who I'm trying to figure out. I've seen it worded a couple of different ways, but the way they sort of like address the idea of like you're able to like interface with history and acknowledge like where it's you know like acknowledge people's strengths and faults and stuff without it like really i guess without it just like completely falling apart you know it's really easy well, for people to to look at history and go like well all these people were terrible and i'm sure yeah i fall in that category from time to time but it's like not very helpful you know to right. do that so I think that they they've found a way to control like you don't like there's a there's a kind of a good and in one of the interviews he basically said like you don't really get to control how history remembers you you know and so here you have like basically a vast majority of of like you know uh like different races like not it's it's not I mean there's like barely any like it's like ninety percent people yeah. of color. It's like yeah, for sure. It's like, it's like the King of England, who by the way is awesome in it. Oh man, um, he's so good. <laughs> gosh, that dude's man. amazing. He's in. Uh, <laughs> he in that blew dude my mind. Hunter. Yeah, he's also in. Uh, what's the Snow Queen movie? That, Frozen. He's in Frozen too. Dude, like you can't see him, yeah. but he's all. Yeah, he was phenomenal. It it is interesting because I think I, I tend to be like on the empathetic side of saying like, oh well, if. Some of our uh, like, if some of these monuments that once served a good purpose are now signaling to a large portion portion of our community that they're not as welcome. Then it's like, oh, okay. Well, then they're no longer effective, and we should find new ways to keep talking about those things and not forgetting our our history. But what's interesting about this is you have every character who's being displayed like a real life person is someone who who has the stain of at least um, at least enabling slavery. And then mm-hmm. the story's being retold by mo- mainly people of color who are, I think, in the most real and important sense, honoring those people by telling, showing their humanity. Like, not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a whack job and it's also, it's not a hit job and it's also not like, uh, it's not hag- hagiography. Like, they're not being, it's like, this is just who these people were. Like, this guy did this good thing and this bad thing. And I, yeah, it's been interesting to hear how they, they've talked about, like, 
well, I'm an American, and so it's my history, and we have to find new ways to talk about it um, that isn't just like binary or or whatever. So I think it's really interesting for that to see. I think it's opening the way for how we move forward with, yeah, how do we own, how do we not deny the bad stuff in the past, but yet still own and talk about history? Um, I think that's who should be leading the conversation, and they, they are. Yeah, that's cool. It's super, the writing is brilliant. It's great. We could talk about it literally all day. I could talk about it all like for the rest of the night. Yeah. You know, I was talking to I was talking to Meg this week and um I don't know if this was true in other schools, but the schools I went to for elementary and uh, middle school required um a play every year. Um in elementary school it was just some sort of like you just get up there and you're a toaster or whatever and you just have a line, right? You're all in a line and you say your thing. Yeah, yeah. And then in middle school, it was a small middle school. So like the whole middle school performed one big play and everybody had to be involved. And, um, I was always just like, why, why are they torturing us? Like, I didn't understand what they were trying to do to us. Like it felt like, um, and I use this word like super lightly. Uh, there's probably a better word, but it felt like, like they were trying to abuse us in some way, like, like this is for your own good. And like, and then I realized later, like that some people liked doing that. Like I didn't, it just totally blew my mind the same way that like, it totally blew my mind to find out later. Some people didn't like recess or PE. Yeah. I, was like, I, w- I would is- say that same story, but about PE, I right, literally right. remember going to my teachers and being like, why so are I just we remember doing it, this? I, I remember being like, like, I mean, it was in adulthood that I, that I realized that some people actually wanted to do those things. Like I was just like, anything I can do to get out of this is like, I hate this, you know, uh, with a passion, <laughs> like this, everything about this, I don't want to be involved. This is terrible, you know, and you were forced to have a line. Actually, I managed to not get a line in most of them. I would be like some third man in a line or something like that and just one small scene and that basically probably because i threw in fit enough about it but um it's just wild to find out like oh some people like like i just thought all of us hated it like i thought that's what we do (laughs) we do that like they're forcing us to do this thing that somehow is gonna i don't know i you know i couldn't figure it out but i I remember that was a pretty wild have you have you figured it out you've got it now no, I don't know. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they would force you to be in a play. I guess because the kids. Well, why that loved did they it, force me to go to it. PE class? Like, why? You know, um, like. No, no, no. I'm not saying yeah. that they should have. I, I, okay. I would make the, I would make the claim that that uh, kids having a recess is good, but not necessarily PE. Sure, like but recess. Forced, like the problem with PE. recess was that. You you were also forced to go like if you wanted to read a book on recess you really weren't allowed to do that you weren't allowed to I honestly don't know like no, I didn't I mean, want you, to do that you you it was like you the have to go outside you're not allowed they... to come inside yeah and it, it was, was like, like I, I just don't want to be outside please <laughs> well, this, around these freaky I, trees I played outside all the time when I was a kid you know I didn't have well a there's the, with that. there's the question is it more important to go outside or to be have experience talking in front of people what's more important well, easily the or latter for me but 
you know. Yeah, but isn't this so just that, isn't this just whole like the whole Renaissance man version of education where like we need to we need to expose kids to all these things so they can figure out which things they like and they're well, good at. Options are totally different than forcing. You know what I right, mean? But, like it's yeah, but so some things you don't like, know you like until you doesn't want to be here. <laughs> like that doesn't yeah, but, take like, a yeah. lot of effort. Some of those kids would have been too shy, but the minute that they tried it, it was like they figured out they did. They were good at it or they liked it. I mean, I don't know where the line is drawn, but some of it's like you got to – I mean, I remember a lot with as a kid, my dad being like, you got to try this thing once, and if you don't like it, you don't have to try it again. But like actually trying it, um, it's, there's a potential that there's a lot of kids – I know kids that did were really good at theater and went on to theater like – semi-professional theater careers who would say they were terrified the first time until they did it and it was the first time they felt like they had a voice or something so i can imagine that with like anything like any topic but then it's like i feel like one of the one of the things that shafted me in school a lot was how much i was forced to do things just like you're saying that by 15 i knew i didn't like you know like i like okay guys it's been 10 years with the math I, i know enough to get by I suck at it. I hate it. And I didn't have a, a sci- I didn't have a math teacher till senior year agree that like, yeah, you know enough math. Like you can be done now. Like you can yeah. do your taxes. And yeah. but they were like still forcing me to do it. So, I don't I think there's a value in being forced maybe to do or them having programs where they try to get you to do one play. But yeah, cuz yeah, you yeah, like you're plays. never going to win. <laughs> like it's not it's not a one size fit, fits all. Like certainly No, absolutely. You know. Like, my experience of school was absolutely not that. And I get that schools shouldn't necessarily be to- totally a la carte, right? I'm not, like, but by the time that I was 13, that was uh, eight or nine public performances I had been forced to be in. It was pretty, like, I don't, I hate it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to, like, try it again and see. You know what I mean? Mm. You, and Nate had been three to five days a week forced to go outside and he knows like i don't want to do any of these things like they're i just don't you know and so i don't you know like i said i don't have a problem with the outside part it's just like the all the other idiot exertion it's the exertion well, part. no it's not even that it's just like dude jim dude if you're really being honest with yourself gym class is insane like the stuff you do in gym class is so stupid <laughs> like you know what was, I mean? Like, dude, we had a part, whole man. whole month of like square dancing. Like, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> Did you ever do the electric slide? Yeah, there was an entire. There was like entire dancing ones. There was like, you know, we'd have to like play some team sport. Like, insane. Like, I was just like, dude, we are literally getting stupider by being here. All the time, I felt like that. And well, here we are. We're we live in a stupid world. So, what did we accomplish? <laughs> we, 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 it was all so that it, physical education. A bunch of uncultured idiots. That's Title of this nation. episode: Gym class is the problem. It might There's, be. <laughs> Dude, kids, like, we start all, right. All we start the, right I mean, with dodgeball. All, by the way, Nate, like, what is dodgeball teaching us? I didn't yeah. want you to nothing play good PE either. Like I yeah, didn't want true. you. Like I hated you're, all the that all the kids are being side. forced to do it. Like. They ruined the game. I only yeah. wanted people to play that wanted to play. That's true. And they were just getting in the way, and they don't care. And no, absolutely. You know, goofing off or whatever because they were being forced to do something that was stupid. Finally, in for me in high school, it was just like you can participate or you can walk laps. Those are the two options. You know. Um. And no you know, like 
we we lack in culture and we also lack in health. I mean, we're both oh, yeah, these areas, sure. both the things that are there, those two things are addressing like we are, we are terrible at. So maybe forcing everybody to do those two things hasn't worked. No, absolutely. It feels <laughs> absolutely like it feels not. like some, somewhere along the way, like gym class became the catch all because gym class is also was called slash health. That's where they did sex ed. That's right. where they did driver's ed. That's where, like, yeah, they did do a, I remember doing, like, whole weeks on square dancing and the electric uh, slide and, like, dancing. Oh, we didn't do any dancing. dancing. That's It's wild. also, if you grew up where I did, they do a week on river safety, which is actually, mm. makes sense. Everybody's swimming in the river. They don't want you to drown. Like, it's just, like, they don't believe in it either, and they're just, like, catching all these things that they're, like, I... It's almost like they're running out of time to make you valuable. Like, oh, we forgot to teach them to dance, and then they might drown, and they got to drive cars too. Like, just throw all that in there. Yeah. Just and we'll just skip some laps, you know. In high school, we had like we could just pick classes like after a certain point, mm-hmm. right? Maybe like junior, senior year. Um, and I had PE classes I loved. I thought they were great. I had skiing. We did that. Uh, I had like. Racket sports, which is fun. Racket sports. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not, like, anti... I, I just, like, think, like, the what you do in a general PE class is the most stupid thing. Like, yeah. that thing is stupid. What, um, what do you think about the physical... President's physical fitness test? I did, did those. You I, I really liked them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, because Especially it was, like was a competition? senior year, because I was, like... uh, I was, like... I ran, like, a lot my senior year. So I would run, like three to four miles a day on average. So, and I it was, like I was just good at it. like the mile and the, the how high the, you can jump and how far yeah, you can Yeah, I, I, I would do all, I would do all of them. Shuttle yeah. run? Mm-hmm. I did all of them. Then there was that, then you stuff. could, you could do pull-ups or you could just do the hang. Yeah, uh, I haven't been in shape in many years, but I was, it wasn't that I was like, I'm not coordinated and I'm not like, uh, I'm not a skilled athlete by any means, but some of that stuff is like, does not require you to be, you know, just going for a run isn't like I, I, I like that stuff. I think that stuff is great. You know, I had a friend in high school. His name is Josh Cox, and he's a pretty good soccer player. Is very smart kid, just a great guy. And he actually he was one of he was a one of a pair of twins, um, and he was not not particularly like into sports. But every year, I, I mean, since like sixth, fifth or sixth grade, I remember when it was time to run the mile, Josh would just like get real serious, and he would just run absolutely as hard as he possibly could and then he would cross the finish line and vomit and and just be dead for the next rest of the day and then that'd be it he wouldn't run like the rest of the year but it was just like he got really serious on mile day (laughs) and he just like went all the way in and it was always just like dang what's that kid's deal i like that i i i liked doing i enjoy stuff that is uh like personal like that victories. the president is keeping track of no, no just like personal bests and stuff like i like i like self-improvement and all that other stuff like i do not like physically competing against anybody because i'm i'm not predisposed to win anything like and that's not fun like it's not if you never if you're never ever ever, ever going to win why compete some people do and they're terrible and they still compete i doesn't make sense to me but I was, I'm just not, I don't have it. I don't, whatever mm-hmm. that is, I don't have it. But that, but I liked running and I liked doing like little things where I could be like, oh yeah, I did better on that or whatever. I, I like doing that stuff. So 
I'm I know I'm coming across as like this like anti exercise no, 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 person or whatever. You are good at music and so you did music and I was good at sports and so I did sports. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. simple, right? No, I'm I mean, not like, I'm not trying to criticize that. I just think that the stru- like I'm totally agreeing with you that you have like forcing people to do the things that is like their worst possible situation in a stupid way is stupid. I agree with that, but I, and I, I'm not pushing you on this because I know that this is already true for you, Maya, like that. I do think there's a value in us all having in us enough empathy to understand why somebody values a different discipline or genre, because it's like when you sit with someone who's never watched sports before and you're able to explain the storylines and why you care. And then all of a sudden they find that they like want to watch the next game with you or something like they don't need to become fans. They don't need to watch it again. But I do think it's helpful for a minute to go, which again, I think you're already there with theater to go, Oh yeah. Okay. Let me get, why is this value people? Why do they, and it, it usually is like some core similarities, right? Of like being able to excel at something, being able to be heard or be seen you know, all of these things, being able to be a part of something. I mean, that's something that people love about theater and bands and sport is being able to yeah, be part of something. why am I getting to something. talk here? Me and Nate are saying the same thing, but... I'm not. I'm yeah. saying, like, <laughs> this started with a conversation about... I was in theater, so I, I'm, a, I'm better at arguing <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I'm more of an orator than yeah. you. Yeah. No, because oh, we were talking about Hamilton, which, I, yeah, I, I just think that... Hamilton's for, for better f- than P.E. <laughs> hot take. Hot take from Nate, everybody. Hamilton better than PE. Some people loved PE, man. I don't know. Dude, I, I, yeah, I was one of them. And honestly, if it was like, hey, do you guys want to go play a sport or watch Hamilton? Like, it's not even close. Like, I'm going to play a sport. Like, that's just what. And, and Nate's going to pick Hamilton, and I'm going to be on the fence, depending on what the sport is. That's cool, man. That's but I probably pick Hamilton, Hamilton at this or regardless. Say that again. Uh, because said, I've seen it or regardless? Yeah. Uh, it would probably be regardless because I know it, it's gotten too many good, like too many people have said it's amazing for me to think it's not going to be good, mm-hmm. and too many different type of people have said it's amazing. So yeah, yeah. and also for sports, like if it's football, you know, I'm probably not going to go. But mm-hmm. if it's like ultimate frisbee, then then now we're talking. Yeah, for me, it's pretty much any any physical com- competition. Is good. What's yeah, the I'm worst that sport? Over. That's well, what well, then we yeah, get into you, conversation about what's a sport. Evolve into yeah, what is a sport? That's, yeah, and because they're gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, golf is the worst, but it's like, is it a sport? Because yeah. then I have a whole thing about this. It's like I just wanted yeah. to know what Jeremiah thought the worst sport was. Yeah, Jeremiah, what's the worst sport? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like to watch or to play or. Okay, of of what you would consider like popular sports. Well. I guess I don't know how much you understand cr- cricket, and that sounded like me being a douche. <laughs> but I don't understand cricket. I do know that games last like five or are six you about days. To, are you about to Nate explain what cricket is to, to Maya? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Who no, knows cricket. more about cricket, you or me? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't claim. I have seen a cricket game played, not in its completion, but I have watched to com- cricket. to completion. Yeah, uh, just yeah, in Jamaica actually, but it, I didn't see the whole game. But I was. I was where I was staying. Like I could look down on a stadium and they were playing and it was, it was just cool to watch. And, and then I've seems seen weird. I've seen footage and like understood basic ideas. Um, you don't watch the ashes every year. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't dude. I have no, I wouldn't even know where to start there. I'm going to um, go. If it counts, if it's a sport, which I would argue it isn't, but it's just a personal thing. And I know I'm being a jackass about it. 
I would argue NASCAR is the most uh, for just personally. I just can't care about it. Like, and I can't find it interesting. I'm sure if I went live, I'd love to go live once and experience it. I, I'm sure that'd be cool for one time to do that. But mm-hmm. if if that counts, Nate, that's my answer. I'm stalling for Jeremiah. I'll count it. I'll yeah, count most, it, and I'll make that one of my favorite sports, ones. Like most, your favorite. It, like I just, I in general, I love competition. Right? I just, I really do love competition. So if I don't like a sport, it's probably because I don't understand the skill involved or um, the the culture around it or the storyline leading up to that moment or whatever it might be. Um, more so than like that sport bores me. Um, usually I can get into any sport if there's like even made up sport. If somebody was to just make up a sport on the spot, I would probably enjoy it. I would enjoy f- understanding it and figuring it out, finding the edges of it, you know, as the rules are kind of being developed and formed. Like it's just fun for me. I, I like that stuff. So um, anything that just creates good, even. He's not going to make a decision here. He's just I know. I just wanted him to call out the word. I mean, you call just, that NASCAR, just your least which... favorite. Just say your least to, favorite. To that, it, oh, well, I did ask to, I don't think you answered to play or to watch. Well, you can't play NASCAR, so, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but I can play a video game. <laughs> well, not... to be honest, dude, if I got to go drive a NASCAR, like... Then it might be, be my favorite. <laughs> that might be my favorite, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I always use the analogy for NASCAR of, like... I mean, I'm, I'm just going to assume, like, I've driven 100 miles an hour. I don't know if you guys ever have. I have It's not, like, that fast. Like, yeah, you know, like, we've, we, you've all drove... You've all gone 90, probably, right. because there's highways that are, like, way up there that we've been on. Uh, so then go 100, yeah. and then <laughs> imagine yourself, like, going magnitudes faster than that <laughs> and being, like, inches away from other people's cars. And it's pretty crazy to think Dude, about. Dude, it's wild. So I'm not so arguing, I've Nate, gotten, that it's I've not... I've gotten sucked into NASCAR races. I've gotten sucked into... Cur- curling i've gotten sucked into you know do you remember that like 48 hour tennis pure, match dude. that we kept checking in on that yeah. was insane okay so so tennis is one that i would say and then i'm like but no i did enjoy that one match like that was interesting that story was that like, is near mahout was, was yeah crazy. tennis would be like maybe my, one of my top three favorites yeah sports. man racket so, sports you already just, told, you, yeah. you already gave because it's all it's about the individual i love that Nate, like, racket sports washburn i dude tennis is i think really interesting to watch my I mean, is pretty I good. guess I don't. I haven't followed it, like, like I've never followed it in my life. But like, I mean, I know about like some of the greatest. You know, I've seen documentaries and stuff, and I feel like if you watch like some of those crazy legendary matches and stuff, they're super intense, and the personalities are interesting and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Again, just just for the haters out there, I'm not arguing NASCAR is not impressive, or or hard. Like, I'm just like, what's a sport? There's lots of things that are life-threatening that are not a sport. There's lots of things that are oppressive that are not a sport. And there's lots of things that are competition that are not a sport. So that's just, anyway. Jer- you said, did you pick one, so Jeremiah? Pure. He's so pure, he cannot say a bad thing about a sport. <laughs> no, there's lots of, th- there are lots of sports that I would find. Okay, okay so out of the big, out of the, the big, big five. Ones, uh, th- hockey is easily Oop. the least favorite to me. That's so disappointing, but I knew you'd say that. Um Baseball is mostly boring to watch um, until, like, 
the very like until the World Series, basically for the you know or or well, baseball a, what, is like or a really exciting game every once in a while. Baseball you know? is like watching a sport mixed with chess. Like it, it it's really like to yeah. you know and, what I mean. And, like and so that's where I would definitely have to say that my lack of understanding of some of that nature of baseball comes into me not enjoying it. Um, I just really love watching soccer and football. Those are both exciting to me. Um, and then basketball is more exciting often than those other two to watch. I mean, is number one's football. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, now that we've, I was just looking for the worst one and now we don't got one. So (laughs) (sighs) dump it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's just he's not gonna play. We're gonna you dump still, this segment. You still haven't asked dump me to it. do playing or watching. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> playing, Jeremiah. What's I'm your playing. least favorite that you that you play okay. or have played? Uh, so a lot of it has to do with skill. I don't like a lot of. Um, I don't prefer a lot of frisbee sports, um, though I can get into them. I would definitely say frisbee golf is up there on like a. I just don't care enough about this um but but you do enjoy just a good frisbee throw like that's just not exactly competition or even we're a sport not at playing that point. sports yeah if right we're well, just, we're just like chilling and we're just th- right sure, it's fun and it's more fun when we put a little uh you know competition in there um yeah i know i played some sports recently that are like this is just this just annoys me but i can't think of slam ball do you like slam ball love it i love that dude it's so fun well, speaking of uh, all these lists, I don't lists, like the ladder. I don't like the ladder one though. The la- oh, oh, the with the golf balls on the, yeah, the rope. Yeah, I ladder don't like ball. That one. Not, not cornhole's pretty fun. To me. I we have a top like five this jam. week. Can jam is. I I don't like that. Really? It's it, it's it's a very. You just said you like frisbee if it was a competition, and then you're taking it back. No. I I did say of the of the sports frisbee sports are my least favorite. Right, and then and you then, said you'd like frisbee more if it was. A, I if like it was a competition. I like when specifically when we're throwing the frisbee and we have the challenges that we've started doing like how to catch it and stuff like that. Oh yeah, making um, stuff up. But the like batting it like this motion. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, I'm way out on that. What man. about carpet ball? You got y'all like that one? What's that? <laughs> That's what well, at summer camp. It's a big long wooden trough with carpet in oh, it. They had yeah, it great. Throw the pool, pool balls down there. That's fun. That's not that's what I heard my it called. favorite sport. What's it called? <laughs> I don't know. What do we used to call it? People are yelling at their yeah carpet ball phones right now. I we always we a, call it carpet ball. I have a question. Do we have a top five? No, we, we do. dumped it. Yeah, we you dumped know, this it. Is a pretty, this is a pretty easy. <laughs> this is going to be an easy transition. Top five annoyances. Play that top okay. five music for me, Nate. That's my number <laughs> one annoyance. Is Jeremiah <laughs> asking for top five music every week? Why don't you go ahead and go, yeah. Nate, since you've started? I have to make them up. Here. Well, here, I'll give... Um, excuse me. I'll give the uh, top five from our... Pollito's friend, Jose. Oh, I yeah. he's called what his name is. I know he said it, and I'm sorry. I just, off the top of my head, I'm blanking. If he wanted us to call him by his name, he would have gone by it in the Discord. That's true. Didn't. You know what? I can't feel but so bad. Um, mosquitoes existing. Adults That's being childish. Okay. This is <laughs> moths in a kitchen. Sounds like there's a story behind that one. Yeah, it's kind of specific. <laughs> uh-huh. Law, uh, my guess is 
<laughs> my guess is that story prompted this top five. <laughs> that makes me want to do. That makes me want to do a little sound effect of like monsters of the kitchen, like. Like one of those. <laughs> or or the do the uh the I'm sound effect from note. Price is Right when they get like what's that sound on the Price is Right when you like miss something it's like anyway, oh you were doing the song one. you were doing the one where they're like finding the guest right do the one that's like yeah it's like there's a fails anyway anyway long lines I can get with them on that crowded areas like certain ones are annoying but. A lot of times, crowded areas mean something as awesome is going on. So, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. What you got, Nate? You got, I'm, you, I'm are making you annoyed a... by anything, Nate? <laughs> is he? I feel like the podcast makes me seem like I'm like so annoyed by stuff. I feel like I'm not that annoyed. I maybe, I but I've gotten know. more people. I've had more people reach out to to tell me like, "Yo, Nate's really funny." So I don't know okay. if you're coming off as cantankerous. Good. As that's you think the goal. I'm trying to goof. You know, trying to live live to goof. Goofing hard. Hashtag goofball. Well, that'll be one. I'm gonna do one. When by the way, don't... my top five is gonna get some conversation going. I don't know about you guys. Sick. But... All right. Uh, <laughs> I first off, I'm making these up. Okay. Off the top of my head, but but they're gonna be good. Uh, when people don't want to goof, that's one. Don't when, when people like aren't too in the serious? mood for goofing. Yeah. yeah, they could be serious, but they gotta have room for oh, goofing. Dude, dude, you've been in you've been in that mood before. I know. I get serious about a lot of stuff, actually. I, yeah, you got super mad at Jesse once on. T- oh my gosh! <laughs> let's not talk about that. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, let's talk about that's it. That's me being really tired and all. You were. That's a very rare version of Nate. Yeah, that's a super that's rare not, version. Of that's Nate. not my best me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, top fives are annoying to me. <laughs> okay, okay, that's, that's number two. Yeah, top the top five music cue joke. That's another one. That's, is that okay. is that are those yep. combined? That's three. No, nope, that's, that's three. Okay. No, he's really trying to get out of this. Oh, quickly. Well, I wonder what's going to happen every time we do top fives now. Sliver <laughs> slivers. I hate slivers. That uh, honestly probably goes beyond annoyances. Like I'm, I it's probably like a phobia. Like I really wait, wait, slivers. Really? Yeah, what do you mean slivers? Like getting a sliver, a splinter. splinter. Yeah, when we oh. growing up, we call them slivers. I don't know that. Is that it? Maybe it's north. Slivers, thing. slivers yeah. to me is like a more uh, fine. Like a yeah. really small, fine one. And it's also like, like we, a... we always said uh, flick somebody off instead of flip someone off. Yeah, I've, I've heard both. both. Yeah, I've okay. heard both, yeah. Yeah, they're just weird. That's just like a weird thing, yeah. I've I never heard anyone call it a splinter. Well, I mean, I knew that if you would have said that, I would have understood it, but... Right, right. I, th- I was pretty I sure I knew what you meant. I sliver for a long yeah, time. Sliver. That was good. I was sliver. pretty sure I knew, but I had to check. I was like, does he mean splinter? But yeah, yeah. I, that makes total sense that that would be... Dude, okay. that is that's a daily occurrence for me. Oh, it's dude, just like that would just drive that's me what crazy. existing is. Like I wake yeah. up and like from a bad dream thinking I have like splinters and stuff. I'll have days or at like, a time where I'm like, man, my finger hurts. Oh, it's because I haven't gotten that splinter out yet. Yeah. It's just is, when is, I was, is it is it true, Jeremiah? Like, because it seems to me after thirty some years of experience that the best time to get a splinter out is immediately. Like that's your best chance for the least amount of pain. Oh, uh, I don't know if that's necessarily always the case that it's going to be the best chance for the least pain. Um, there are times where like, cause maybe the splinter comes at a really like you just, I don't know, something happens and you smash your finger at the same time you get a splinter. Mm-hmm. Then like, maybe you don't like the last thing you want to do is touch your hand because there's times later where you can like that moment is gone and you can just kind of pop it and it pops out and it's just not, 
Rarely yeah. or do any of my splinters bother me enough that I even notice. The ones that bother me are the ones from plywood that I don't notice that like two or three days later, I'm like, oh, that was a plywood splinter. And whatever was on that plywood is like causing like an infection. Irritation. Yeah. I, I I would say I agree with enough with Nate that Nate at this point in my life, like if there's ever if there's picking up any raw wood involved, I'm thinking about it. Like I'm going, let me get some gloves on, let me put something between me and like it's enough enough bad experiences that like I'm actively like, I, I won't for the most part, I'm not gonna like walk on a wooden deck without like shoes. Splinters or in or the feet, that's that's like that's ten different. times more terrifying Dude. than splinters in the head. Oh. That's a like, I had that's a, a legitimate like phobia. Like I like I think about it and I don't... I Did you have will, a bad experience? Oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I got yeah. like... R- was oh, like dude. running my hand along a wooden rail and got like so many splinters dude. on my hand. Yeah. Uh, I was just telling this the other day. We, we, we used to rent a beach house all the time with our friends for a week in the summer. And one year we rented this house and we were all getting there and excited. We were running around. They had a big old wooden deck and I was running and I tripped and I tried to catch myself by slamming my foot down and I just got the most gnarly splinter in my toe and I remember spending two hours on the deck with my uncle and my dad trying to pull it out and crying, and it was really, oh, man, it was bad. I'll do anyway. a, I'm not going to count this one. I'll do a runner-up is paper cuts. They're another thing that really bothered me. <laughs> it's related. Um, yeah, it's related. Okay, the last one is a actual, like, annoyance that is, like, a daily thing for me that I, I feel so petty about, and so I don't ever bring it up, but it it's like I should talk to a therapist about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... If I'm like, Wait, can I guess? Yeah, it's it's me texting you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the problem with the text is they don't mean anything to me. So <laughs> they're meaningless to me. People's texts are so meaningless that I just so I don't care. Um, the no. So like for instance, I'm just in my little office and my door is closed. If someone comes in here. And they leave, and they don't close the door. Oh, I hate that. Dude, that literally drives me insane. Like, You've I'm left sure the bubble open. I, I'm sure that I do that to you, Nate, so I apologize. Uh, I, and that's why I don't usually bring it up, because I don't think that it's... Like, it's it's not affecting anyone, really. But it's just, like, this weird thing where... No, I totally relate. Ah, dude, it's so weird. I, I always, like, I have I've finally figured out how to say it. But my wife like does that pretty often. I wouldn't call it a peeve of mine, mm-hmm. but it's like I have my volume in my office all set to be the doors closed. Like you yeah. know, like I don't want to be bothering anybody. I don't want to be bothered by anything. And so, and she comes, but I figured out. I, I don't when know if I could do it now. And bothers you? You mean when she comes to give to lighten up my life, and then she leaves with the door open. I now can say it in a way that doesn't sound at all like I'm being a, a anything. I just like, hey, can you close the door? Like I don't know how I do it, but I for a long time I was like every time I said it, I sounded like a petulant like. You know, don't I didn't like being bothered, but now it's just like, hey, can you remember? But it definitely it's just don't leave my bubble open. Like it's it's closed. I can totally relate to that. So yeah, so th- that's my. Those are I my wonder annoyances. if I do that. I really do. Like something in me says that like I would, I would under I would understand that I opened the door and shut it. But if enough time lapsed, I might forget that I opened the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the kind of thing that would never in a million years bother you. Yeah, I, I feel no. like it's more just like. Like I'm particular about like, a, a like spatial awareness kind of yeah, you know especially because like in my office yeah I'm like m- I'm listening to music usually like really intensely like tr- mm-hmm. you know if I'm working or whatever, <clears throat> and if the door is open, 
then now the like the room doesn't sound the same, mm. and there's more noise coming in, and like it's just different. It's a different thing. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, but but I mean, I think those are the people that are are most likely to leave it open. Are the people who it wouldn't bother, it just wouldn't bother them, so they wouldn't right. even think about it. It's like whatever. Yeah. What are your What are your top five? You want to go first, Maya, since you feel really strong about yours? I don't feel really strong about them. I just imagine that. Okay. Well, I'll some, go first. Some then. of them are hot takes. I I can't imagine I'm not going to get agreement on my first one, and this might be the one that affects me has affected me the most. Two songs on at the same time in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm walking through a mall and I can hear the music from one store ending or another one, or people playing a video game while someone's listening to music, I just, I cannot. Absolutely drives me crazy. Hmm. Um, is I Just Can't number two of uh, I Just Can't. <laughs> I Just Can't is my, no. no. Number two uh, would be, and this is about myself and about other people, and both of you would know this well, is Being Late. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> what about people who are late? <laughs> it's just, it just no. It annoys me very much. I try not to make yeah. it a central part of their character, but it does bother me. Yep. Like that's me. Hey, but, uh, but you're Nate, really who, good who at who not. Was late to this Zoom meeting today. <laughs> I was not late. It was seven fifty eight nah, when I yeah, logged I in, bro. Oh, uh, were you early? I was. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Nate like just shocked you already. by being early. <laughs> yeah. It felt hey, like I'm it was usually late. I'm usually on time for the Zoom. You thing. are usually. That's true. That's true. I I hate being late even more than I dis- dislike other people being late. I'd hate the feeling of being late, mm-hmm. um, which is a thing that's probably a pet peeve for the rest of the band that I drive them crazy that we leave everything five hours early. Um, number three would be things not being put back correctly, like when things have a place. And uh, and you think uh, maybe you're OCD, my friend? <laughs> I think so. Like, or I'm getting there. I didn't used Gracious. to care, but now I do, dude. Like now, and uh, and my my business partner, who's a friend of Jeremiah and Stephen, will tell you, like, I, I yeah. But dude, when you have so much stuff, like we have a lot of camera gear, and like things like lens caps matters, and they don't get put back yeah. right. And I imagine in a studio that would drive you nuts yeah. too. <clears throat> no, I mean it's not like. That that thing does grow in me like more and more and more every year, just like being particular about the way things are set up or put away or whatever. Um, well, it's lost time and money, and the l- older I grow, it's like okay, I, if I take time to organize things and give things a place, they get lost less, and I lose less time and money. So then, when 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 it has a place, and I show everybody the place, and they don't put it back in the place, and then I have to lose more time to find it. Then yeah, that really, really it feels. Gets me going. I don't want to be like like a boomer <laughs> like a boomer energy <laughs> not trying to bring boomer energy but that feels like a man thing doesn't it kind of like i, I think feel it feels like, like a boomer thing yeah well, <laughs> well I, like, I think about like maybe i'm, but I'm my- that way my like i'm that way with just like I've, I've got like i i can deal with a mess because i know how the mess is set up and i feel like mm. that's how my dad has always been and like mm. I mean, it could just be a family thing, but I feel that like I know a lot of guys. reasoning sounds fairly, fairly like uh, stereotypical male, but in like in my household, like Meg is so much more organized. She's so much better about there's a place for things. Um, I was more saying the disorganization, but like wanting it to stay that way. Oh, That's gotcha. that feels like. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is all just boomer vibes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just bail on that. <laughs> Dump it, dude. Hey, guys. 
This is the part of the episode where I interrupt things to invite you to check out The Epicenter. The Epicenter is our Patreon-based online community. If you're enjoying this podcast, you should check it out because there's a ton more content just like this. There are three different tiers with tons of other perks like exclusive music, video content, and merch, with more being added each month. And it's all built around a Discord server where we hang out and keep each other encouraged and inspired. Additionally, there are bonus episodes of Between the Notes each month available only to Patreon members. Right now, the patrons have access to a whole series of episodes we are doing on our 2010 album, Yet. It's a track-by-track breakdown, and the most recent one is for our song Sound and Fury, and involves a very special guest, our friend, Jesse Clausen, formerly of the band Harvard, and currently of Foreign Air. Jesse helped us demo most of the songs before we went to studio, and came to the studio near the end of the recording process to help with the vocals. Here's a bit of that conversation. When I hear it, I still mostly think about just like our touring with you guys and like watching and like the sound and intensity of you guys performing those songs more than that, that day at the studio or or those couple days at the studio, especially because I think most of the music was done already. So I didn't really get to see much. It was just kind of me doing my part real quick. Yeah. I remember, um, Goldman saying like, don't do vibrato. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> which, and you just logged which that. Was like, right, right. Which so is a very right, your correct thing to say. Yeah, yeah, but do you know why don't he was telling him not to in do... Your, in your backups. Yeah, do you know why he was telling him, Jeremiah, not to do vibratos? Because I don't have one. So he was like, you can't sound better than the lead singer. Like, you can't, like, you can't, you can't do that. That's funny. I forgotten that. Yeah, that's what. See, and that's a lot of the things I I remember, like things, right. things to learn, you know, to learn from. I think one of those times, my dad, we didn't tell my dad we were coming, right? Because it was so late. <laughs> we were like, "Well, we weren't going to make it all the way home to Charlotte." Is that right? That sounds Could right. Be. But then I just and remember, so like, I was like, "Oh, it'll be fine because I have a key, and we'll just go into the downstairs." But my dad, like. <laughs> came out came out of his room completely naked with a with like a glock in his hand <laughs> he's like who's there i was like it's your son Put some pants on. if you want to hear the rest of that conversation and get a ton more awesome content just like it maybe take a minute and go check out the epicenter over at patreon.com slash the epicenter now back to this week's episode uh my fourth one would be because my wife recommended it when I was trying to think of these, and she's right, and she offered herself up. It would be my wife moving either my phone charger or my fan by my bed. It's like it, those, like that's the only thing my wife consistently does to me. That I was like, "Where's my charger? Where's my where's my fan?" And inevitably, they don't get plugged in, in the right spots, and and uh, it doesn't bother me that much, but it does bother me pretty often. These are it's and, annoyances, right? Like it's not. Yeah, we're, not we're doing to, peeves here. We're not talking yeah, about genocide. We're trying to, yeah. Well, you, my you know, first guys, one is racism, on. so I've been like, "Where are you guys?" Oh, okay, on you this? Would- oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> my last one, it probably starts to leave and and gets too heavy, uh, and and I know that I can be uh, capable of this too. But just straw man arguments in general. Mm-hmm. Anytime I feel like someone's making a straw man argument, it just annoys me to no end, and usually makes me like disengage either the like the piece of media or the 
TV show or whatever. And I'm sure there's a lot of times when I don't sense it, but it just annoys. I just feel like I'm being talked down to. Like they, they don't yeah. think I'm smart enough to see that they're just nutshelling something impossibly overly simplistic. Right. What do you got, Maya? Bring that the fire. That was one of mine. Straw manning. Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I, I put. I did. Ex- I did expound on it a little more. Essentially, straw manning or just in general, not being gracious when, with someone else's point or opinion <clears throat> drives right. me batty. Um, but you're you're also just good with like all logical fallacies, right? Like you, I feel like yeah, you remember well, more my, of uh, my second one is poor logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just po- honestly, just post whatever you want on Facebook and don't think about it. How about do that? Don't think for one second. A tiny aside. From what you just were saying, I know you weren't being that particular, but the other day, like yesterday, I was on Facebook. I, I haven't been on Facebook in like months because I've been busy doing other stuff. But I was on Facebook, and I was feeling particularly like like I was going to engage with people or whatever for whatever reason, yeah. which I never ever <laughs> ever do. And somebody posted something, and it was like this picture of like a, like an old timey demon devil guy and then like all these little children and they were all wearing masks right like um you know like surgical masks, Face masks like that yeah. We wear. yeah um and then it was like underneath was like this uh like you'll never believe this but c.s lewis wrote in the screw tape letters many years ago here's the quote blah 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 and it was like this thing about how you know it was just this absolutely not c.s lewis quote that was basically like how like how did the devil win so many souls and it was like well he told them that they should fear getting sick and blah blah, blah. it was like all this like propaganda kind of stuff and i and i was like reading it and i was like i was like dude i cannot believe that someone would read that and think yes c.s lewis wrote this, these words <laughs> so i was i very very as as nicely as i could just like oh you engaged it yeah i commented on it and i said hey i don't think we actually know each other but i'm a c.s lewis fan and i've read screw tape letters and i know what his prose sounds like this doesn't sound anything like that so i pulled up a pdf of screw tape letters searched for literally any of the words any of the quotes <laughs> i was like they don't exist and I basically said, I would encourage you to do, you know, check it out yourself or whatever. Do your own research, you know. Yeah. And just see what you come up with before you. And post then you left Facebook like, again for the next four years. But the guy, <laughs> the guy, like messaged me back a couple hours later and said, "Hey, thanks for, you know, saying that, and you were totally right, and I took it down." And also, wow, and wow. Super- and then he like man. posted something on Facebook. Let's celebrate and- that, man. It was crazy. And I was just like, Nate, play the celebration music because that's yeah. a big deal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, so I, I've, I seriously haven't written anything on Facebook in months and months and months. But it was just really, really weird. And I was just like so frustrated with the idea. We see this kind of stuff all the time. But I was just like, there was this thread and there were like dozens of people like, I love C.S. Lewis so much and it's so true. And I was like, how could you read this? Like it was obviously written by not a not a good writer. I'm not gonna say Some the person pervert. was not intelligent or whatever. It was just like a person who's not a writer. Like they wouldn't, you know. There was stuff in there that 
Like, first off, we, you know, I think we've all read Screw Tape Letters. So yeah. we know, like, and I read it like 20 years ago. I read it so long ago, so I don't even mm-hmm. hardly remember it. But the way that the quotes were set up, I was like, the book isn't like this at all. It was like this, like, how did you, how did you do this? Well, I did it like this. It is like, <laughs> those screw tape letters are letters, like, written as a letter. It's not a question and answer. Right. I was like, this is insane. So I just had the, I just had a moment of just like, dude, this is insane that someone would post the, and there's like all these people being like, I love C.S. Lewis, you know, yeah. and it's, it's prophetic and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've seen people pulling stuff like that Oof. out of context and reassigning it to like, you know, but I just got to give it up. That's Nate Washburn, everybody, internet champion. It doesn't happen often. That was but so he, weird. I was in a weird engaged. mood. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what was going on? Did you did you have any desires to do PE yesterday? Like, what was going on in your brain that you, like, wanted to? I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, the world's better for it. All right, so what else you got? Wait, what's in a, what's in a, so just generally, just anyone being a lot, a logic, illogical I that, have. That's a very broad room, thing. I have room for people making mistakes, right? Like that's totally reasonable. I commit logical fallacies all the time. If it gets pointed out, recognize it, you know. But when people just don't seem to recognize like really basic stuff, like that can't, like that can't really coexist or whatever. Um, it's just, dude, it just boggles my mind. Do you have a good recent one in memory? No, I don't. I don't. Um, Oh, um, you were you and I were talking. Yeah, great. Use me. That's great. No, no, not you. Um, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I don't think I don't think what we talked about is going to work for this though. Okay. It w- it was about um, uh, pastors and how they want to address the race thing in churches and um, just like. You know, you were saying that they keep saying race isn't real and everyone is the same in Jesus' eyes and that settles it. Um, And my point is, well, if, you know, that argument that race isn't real and everyone is the same in Jesus' eyes is only an argument you would make if there are people who are racist in the room. That's an argument you use to convince people to not be racist. (laughs) Not that racism isn't existing. You know, it's it's just like, that's just so, it's just like, Think about what you're saying. Like you're like if that's your argument, you're admitting that there is racism and that's what we're addressing, you know. So yeah. just silly, I've, man. Silly. Yeah, I've been going out of my way to listen to 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 try to be hear, hearing all sides that that are attempting to speak wisdom on that. And there has been a lot of like, oh, you you just aren't even really addressing the issue. Like you don't like that's not an answer. Right. Um and yeah, that that's it's frustrating. All right, what else you got? Nats. Gnats, yeah, man, like them more than mosquitoes bumping against my face. Mosquitoes don't bother me as much as gnats. Um, like they literally don't do anything to me as much as gnats do. They just they don't like my blood or something. But gnats, in in if I was to expand that a little bit, it would be like you know a fly going near my ear or something. Like that stuff just drives me nuts, dude. How about horse flies when you're in a pool? Well, that does that just happens so infrequently that right. It's hard to really, you know, it's like, it's a huge annoyance when like I spill ice cream on my lap, but like, what has it been like twice in my life, you know? So it's What about scorpions in your boot? <laughs> yeah. Boot scorpions? Isn't that Nats. A- uh, the phrase, you have to know where you've come from to know where you're going. 
That Bro, that's the that. one Who phrase. Says that? Absolute wall, dude. When I hear that. <laughs> but there's so many dumb sayings like that. Why is that the one that's like sticking out? Do because you feel like people, you hear it more? You, people, people. It's not just a. It's not just people. It's something people throw up. I regularly, um, going back to our earlier discussion, I I I want uh, logic to be taught in schools. Right, and oh, you haven't really gotten into this on the podcast before, right? We haven't gotten into this very much. I don't enjoy history, but I enjoy logic, and I think both are super relevant and important. But some people talk about history like there's literally like if you could only know one thing, you must know history, and. That just drives me up the wall a little bit. I kind of get the point. Uh, but ultimately, like, I think we would have been better to skip some history and to do some logic. Um, and then they'll use this as an argument. Well, you have to know where you've come from to know where you're going. And it's just absolute lunacy. Uh, it doesn't make sense. And it's not an argument. And it just kind of wraps, quick, up, like, wraps up Do you have a quick, like, wraps up everything all in one. Do you have a quick one sentence refutation for that maxim? Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I meant like a, a proof. Like I woke up once, I didn't know where I was, and I figured out where I wanted to go. Case closed. Dumb, dumb maxim. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard because they're they're not talking about on a minuscule level, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, if for some reason you don't look, so I don't look at my ancestry. I don't know a lot about my history and I know where I'm going. Like I, I, I know as much as anybody where I'm going. Like I know what I'm aiming for. I know, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't get it. I don't know what you're saying. Like maybe you have to, but people don't have to. So whoo. Who are you right. talking to that says this on a regular basis? <laughs> yeah. Who says Dude, I've this heard so this much. a lot, man. I've heard this a I'm lot. Ne- I don't think I've ever, I mean, I'm not gonna I've, say I've never heard that phrase, but I don't, it doesn't come up very often. Well, I bet it comes up as much for everyone. It just doesn't irk you. But it I, I feel like you. I've heard it as much as I've heard. Don't like, put that on it, me, bro. <laughs> like it takes one to know one. Like I've heard that as many times. Because in that's my life. not an argument. Nobody's arguing something with that. Okay. It's not just. It doesn't an feel adage like the other thing is an argument there. either. It's being used that way a... towards me regularly. <laughs> well, that's because you're so hot against history. <laughs> I'm hot. Man. People I will stop say, him in I, the street. I, and this isn't a criticism, but I, I will say, like, when I think about, like, conversations we've had, I don't feel like you really have, in in kind of so many different things, you're not really interested in the past at all. You don't like older music. You don't like old movies. You don't like old right. art. You don't, really, you don't really like old things. You don't like anything old. I do like antiques. I like old craft. But that's not even that old, really, like, when we're talking about... When yeah. I, what, like the art I like, it was mostly made from like the 1450s to the 1650s. Right. That's like right. the art I'm most interested in. Yeah. So we're, that's older than, antique, no, than a lamp yeah, from absolutely. 1898 or whatever. Right. Yeah. No, the eight, late 1800s is usually as late as I go with things that are like really interesting to me um, with like houses or um yeah, furniture or anything that's made, you know, craft wise, wow. or a lot of that stuff is interesting. But, um, 
He also doesn't like yeah. the future because he hates sci-fi. Like he doesn't. Like he just wants now, to be here. Bro, is that just crazy or what? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I'm. I do want to know what your same. what your like where you are going with that though, Nate. No, I was just. It's just an observation I've had. That's just like when we talk about old stuff. Mm-hmm. It's. It doesn't seem like you're interested because I've. I've even heard you say like. Why would anyone watch? Like, I brought up some movie. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was like The Searchers, because I was talking about The Searchers one, at one point, and it was just like, why would anyone watch that? And it's. Just I like, doubt I said that. Sounds not quite the way I would. <laughs> well, it, it was like it was just, or or, or it was. Um, maybe we were talking about like the greatest, you know, like I AFI's like greatest old movie for sure. And it was just like, why would anyone say that this old movie is like the best movie ever made? Oh, I could, yeah, I could see myself saying yeah. that. Yeah, but it's also you haven't seen them, and also you don't if if you're not willing to understand them, because they it requires you to commit yourself to understanding something, which is what right. I like about um, historical stuff, like things from our past. Is like you have to engage with it, otherwise you won't necessarily be able to understand it which i think is really important i think that's important for the future so that that's why i'm not necessarily going to agree with that statement but yeah i do think like being able to understand why and i struggle with that like i don't really like music from the 60s that much mm-hmm. uh apart from the best music ever the beatles and the beach boys and stuff like right. that stuff is an ama- amazing but like in general 60s music is not you know like i love music from the 70s like with a passion and you it's like, like that medieval harp and lyre is that where you're talking about <laughs> yeah i'm talking about the 1560s and the 1570s <laughs> um i do like music from the you know from that era yeah i like music from the 1700s a lot um but it does require that you learn something to engage with it like there's yeah like it's not designed you know to just I, jump I, into yeah well i don't um it's hard for me to think that I would try to make a strong argument of why would somebody say this is the greatest movie ever if I've never seen it. You did. Um, That's a classic kind of thing Jeremiah wouldn't say. But but he did. I'm not doubting. It happened. Here we are. I might have been genuinely inquiring. Yeah. um, uh, I'm not not trying to get into the whole... I don't remember the entire conversation. But I remember... Because it was something that somebody sent to the band. Remember? Somebody sent... Like, hey, what's your thoughts on this? And it was like some, I think it was the AFI, because they always have a list of like the 100 greatest movies oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, And most of the movies are older. Like in, in that list, there's maybe 30 oh, contemporary movies. Now. Why was that on the list? It was um, it was maybe a Disney. It was an Earth, Snow White. Oh, Snow That's White, what it sure. Was. That's, yeah. I think it was Snow White. And that was probably like the only one you'd seen. And you were and, like, this movie's not good. And I, so, okay. <laughs> I probably did quickly say, why would that be on the top 100? And then, but I'm not, a, I'm not going to argue it beyond that. If you were to say, well, it was actually really important for these reasons. I'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. I don't like it. It's not a good film to me. Like, I don't want to well, go watch it, but I could understand that it's important, you know, in some mm-hmm. way, like if it was explained to me, I do. I remember that now. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that sparks some kind of conversation about like, and we it wasn't in depth, but I do remember coming away from it thinking like, yeah, I don't think in general you're not interested in older stuff like older culture. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know, it's not interesting. Like I also I I don't know this. I, I would guess you don't read like older literature 
I don't know that. No. I'm just gonna guess that you don't. That's not that. That's I not me know, attacking you. It's just like I don't know I, what counts as as older. Um, you know, again, well, anything probably, over a hundred years old, probably. Yeah, probably. I've read some of that, but uh, not a lot. It is hard uh, to go record, back, though. I don't. I don't. I'm not like a Dickens fan or anything like that. Yeah. Like, um, uh, but yeah. no, no. Most everything I would have read it was written in the 1900s or the 2000s. Yeah. For I just sure. think that's an interesting well, context well, for you not finding history to be helpful. But is it is it Jeremiah? Do you think it's because knowledge does keep building upon itself, and so like I know obviously I I'm benefiting from the history, and and like I dude like the Bible's great, like it's incredible, and all that old wisdom is awesome. Like, and we're standing on shoulders of old wisdom. So I get. I, I'm not saying it's not important. Right, because everybody that I'm writing—I mean, sorry—that I'm reading or listening to is standing on shoulders, on shoulders, on shoulders, and shoulders. Like I get that part of it, um, but I haven't, in most things, felt compelled to go back to the source. You know what I mean? Or like, okay, well, that was the source. I don't like it as much as where it is now. You know, um, so I just kind of stick with. Um, you know, but I feel like is. that that is probably why it's harder for you like why someone might push against what you're saying with a statement like the one that annoys you so much yeah. is just like i i mean just as a i i absolutely part of the reason why i'm good at the stuff i do is because i have learned to like appreciate the past of like mm-hmm. art and music and Right. writing and culture and if i wasn't good at that stuff i don't think i would make a i would i wouldn't have a career i, I don't think i would for sure you and know. by the way like if we want to talk about woodworking through the years i yeah. could engage on that a lot better you know what i mean like right the you know because i feel the, like you do have a healthy respect like. for like the history of woodworking right yeah so the, so so my point usually with history is most people argue it but they really the the best they can do is i just realized oh you like history you you just enjoy it and so you think i should also like it most people aren't in a really important way impacted by what they know about history and in fact most people don't know a lot more about history than i do they're just like they like to hear a story and they're like history is so cool there's plenty of people who know way more and read those books and whatnot but like most of the people reading the World War II books, it's it's just in benefiting them from an enjoyment standpoint. It's not really affecting the world in any way that they have that information. It might affect some decisions they make, but usually it's, for the majority of the time, their enjoyment. And, uh, you know, if I was going to be a teacher or a politician or something like that, like that, I need to know that stuff to do those things. Mm-hmm. But, you know... It's it's like, just like if you're not going into a science field, you don't need to learn science past a certain grade. And you don't, like every subject I feel the same way on, um, my first cut is history for a forced class. There's I think a that's a hot take. I, honestly, <laughs> that's a hot take I, I really right do there. think that's a hot take. Because <laughs> I would say, um, man, like learning history is a... a, a pathway to empathy for a lot i'm of talking people. about i'm talking about um yeah for you 
for you. But for some people, yeah. science is. And for some people, English is. And for some people, logic is. Like These are all tools that can get us to that point. If uh, I think you're using for, a very... History is one way to get there. I think you're using a very, you you have a very, I think in your head that I'm just catching on to, a very, a a very like exact definition of what you mean when you say history. Mm -hmm. Right? Because as a class, as a class that we take in school. So because like, I'm just, do you, do that's you feel what I'm like talking should, about specifically when like I just we should be taught it. it's the first like about class civil rights, like the civil rights movement. Like, don't you think like kids now should learn about that? Like yeah, the, the history of the like civil rights movement in America. Man, we got the straw manning going on. No, now. no, no I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just I'm trying to say as like, you go through school, right? Things slow. More and more things get cut as like we are forced to learn this. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, you know, when I don't know when that happens. Usually high school is when those core subjects start being elective. Yeah. Um, and if it was, to, I don't remember how things tier or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I like, I look around and I see people who it's ridiculous, like their knowledge of science and math, or yeah. it's ridiculous, their knowledge of the English language. Like I th- feel like i mean i'm not a terribly emotional person but i think i'm a really like empathetic person and oh yeah like, for sure. i don't like history like i got there from other things like that the stories of history didn't do it for me it was other things it was data or like logic or or just interact or like humanities was a like a really cool blend for me of like i like humanities when i took that in college but um it just like, it just didn't do it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, um, you're, so you are clearly talking about history as a subject and not history. When I made that last statement, yes, yes, because everything else, in some way, I mean, obviously, anything we read has been already written. It's all from the past. Any story right. that you're told, any data you're shown, you're just talking about. Okay, right. Well, it's a little less I'm hot. Talking take. about in general, when people say it's important that you know history. It's like, well, what do you mean? Like, let's talk about it. Let's see if you know more about the past than I do and if it has changed your life for the better of society more than it has for me. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, that's what it boils down to. He comes into a history talk with his dukes up, baby. (laughs) Let's do it, man. Do you have a fifth one? Because we've been on number four for a minute. Yeah, Yeah, we've taken a a I didn't think that was going to be the hot take. Here's the hot take, man. Sufjan Stevens music. Get it out of it, here. <laughs> Get it out of here. I don't know if that's... I mean, I love Sufjan Stevens. I don't know if that's like that. I will I will include in that, um, to the same extent, Iron and Wine. Both I of knew, those. I knew you were going to say that. Please, never again. Honestly, like it's, it's the same as Aaron hearing two songs at the same time. I don't notice it when that happens. I will notice any time one of those two people are on, and I, it like drives me up the wall. And uh, National gets there sometimes, but not as much. They are a little better than those two. So what is it about, like, <laughs> what I, is it about Sufjan? I can't put Sufjan? my finger on it, dude. I can't put my finger on it. It's, I, think, I think that it's kind of theatrical. I think it's, like, it's, there's not a lot of, I don't feel like, I feel like even when he's understated, it's very, like, dramatic. I feel his like it's last, dramatic music. His last couple Maybe. records have been real chill, though. 
You know what I mean? Like they haven't been. They're I haven't listened chill, for right? reasons. Like, Car- like Carrie and Lowell is like really like just very like in comparison to like his earlier stuff, it's like not like orchestrated at all. It's like mostly him playing a guitar. Well, what I with, know like, it by with like is ambient the- sounds and then him singing. What I always know it by is him singing. So I don't know if that's the only thing. Like, if you brought in somebody I liked singing over top of his music, maybe that would be the only thing that would... I almost would certainly. Better. Almost almost anytime someone tells me they don't like an artist or a band, it's 100% the voice. Like, right. even if they tell me it's not, I just don't believe them. <laughs> because that's what, like, right. people, like, unless you are literally a professional, you don't really have the ability to separate someone's right. voice from the song and the music. Like right. it's nearly impossible for people. Once again, that's not a criticism; it's just reality. Um, so unless you've got somebody like Rufus Wainwright, where you're like, "Well, there's nothing wrong with this man's voice, but there are some songs that I." Well, don't there's plenty of people for. who just don't like his voice. Like that's normal. Oh, like that's insane. You can't, but you can't control whose voice you like. And uh, that's like, true. I, like you just can't control it. Like because there's stuff that I recognize is good that I don't. That I would say I don't like the voice. And it's yeah. like stuff that everyone's like, what? I'm not even going to bring it up because it's not, there's no point. Because, uh, and also, I, I, I put know myself on the line. I know better than to say that I don't like someone's music because of their voice. Cause they might, you know, uh, be songwriters and might do whatever. Like, and also, Sufjan Stevens isn't, right. isn't that like ubiquitously loved or anything, you know? It feels like that sometimes. It feels like I hear that as much as you have to know where you've come from to know where you're going. Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, do you meet a lot of um, Sufjan Stevens fans who are history teachers and they're all picking fights with you at McDonald's? People, that could a lot of overlap. people who assume that I'd be really into that stuff, and I get recommendations for that sounding stuff all the time. It's just like, it because I think the sound, like, sonically speaking, the sounds on the records are super similar to artists you like. You know what I mean? Like you like that aesthetic, like acoustic music, like with like folk elements that are not uh, traditional. So like the not closest, like blue glass. Not excuse me, not yeah. like bluegrass, but like popular music that's stylized with like horns and yeah, other stuff. And it's folk true. It's it's true because I'll put on like Spotify radio for some artists that I enjoy, and I'm just flabbergasted that this gets included it like i just don't understand why it's connected but it is um yeah and i'm just like this is on a totally different ball game i mean uh what's the what's the word i'm looking for it's just on a different plane all you got is ball games man that's, yeah that's, that's all it. i got <laughs> those are the only metaphors he had because he skipped history so much and just went to pe I've never heard you riff on Sufjan Stevens, but I've heard you riff on uh, Iron and Wine, which I don't really care. I about forgot about Iron, Iron and Wine until I was saying just saying it right then, and I was like, oh, and yeah, I knew Iron that you didn't like the, the National, which is crazy to me. But I feel like you used to listen to the National a lot. That's surprising. Meg I does. feel like it was on in the house a lot when we lived in in Fredericksburg. That's just good. maybe it was Maggie playing it. Only Meg, dude. I've never, never, never. Um, but 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 Meg does like it. I'm not crazy. I, I think believe so. I heard it. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that one record was like everybody loved. I it. put it in the same category as like Bright Eyes. Not in the national. I put those other two in the same category as Bright Eyes. Like they just whatever he did to me, like they're doing it to me, and it just I think me. Uh, Bright Eyes is harder for people to like. I think his voice is a more challenge, like more mm-hmm. challenging to people than 
Yeah. Like, especially Iron and Wine. I actually don't like Iron and Wine because it's not... I feel like there's not personality there that I'm like in love with. Mm. Um, I like Sufjan Stevens because no one else in the world sounds like that. Mm-hmm. And he's he also his songwriting perspective is really unique. Um, I like Bright Eyes because it's cool. To, when I was growing up, it's cool to like Bright Eyes. I mean, if you do yeah. want to be cool, yes is the answer. <laughs> so you like? Well, he was doing something that was he was bringing something new to the table in his own way too. Dude, he's got like so many awesome records. Like and bringing the, stuff that new pe- always means good. Uh, well, no, but I mean, in it, but that, it does in have a chance world, of popularity. Scene, yeah. I mean that was a he was doing stuff that like still no one's really ever done so, but I wonder why. I mean because it's <laughs> like well he he did stuff that then was like emulated by everyone like he went he did like his digital album which like then the next year is like every scene artist band whatever was doing it mm-hmm. like the th- whole thrice thing of like I'm gonna do all these crazy different styles is like years after he did basically the same thing. You I'll know. say this: He clearly has been a big influence on Phoebe Bridgers, and if that's what we needed to get her, then I'm—he's worth it. Like, yeah, but you need I to will, go back to the source, and you need to appreciate the source because that's where it really <laughs> comes down to. Hey, so I mean, sometimes that is important. Yeah, for sure. And I do, I do. <laughs> I like for, to explore. And, and I like to. I like to explore the influences like, what of it people takes, who, like why you know, like why are certain professional, like why do people get so good, right? Yeah. Almost always the answer is they are ha- are really eager to learn and mm-hmm. the best way to learn is to go backwards. Like yeah, it's not for to go sure. forward. So everybody who's good pr- pretty much across well, the that, board every field. is yeah. willing to, to go have backwards. The foundation. You have to have the foundation. And if I was going to be if I was going to be a professional musician, uh I would I like that would be more of a that like learning the music history would be more important to me, you know. Yeah, I more say that um, for like there's people who are in bands, and I just think to myself, well, you're you're never gonna be anything because <laughs> you will just don't you don't you're not curious, you know. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying that about anybody in particular, but yeah, as a producer, I meet bands all the time. And it's like, oh yeah, I don't like any of this old music. I'm like. You guys have done that. How, how do like, I relate though to, to to like on a scale of one to ten, of like ten being like where a really good artist should be, and one being like somebody who's just not paying attention at all? How do I re- how, how do I rate on that? Wait, as a musician or as a woodworker? As a as a as a like doing my due diligence and and having curiosity and and awareness of music. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you kind of. I feel like you're always on. I feel like he's always paying attention. Like as soon as Kendrick Lamar started happening, you were like really tuned in and yeah. paying attention. Paying attention. Like, um, I, well, you were just talking, Nate, about specific examples of like people who are just like, oh, dude, I'm not gonna. I don't know, you I'm know. not. I'm certainly not gonna like point anybody out. No, I'm right. not asking you to. I'm saying, compared to that and like our connection in the band and writing together and all that stuff, I'm not asking for any other reason to know like where. I think I, I, like I honestly think the... this band is weird because I feel like I don't know if I want to go here, but I'm gonna go here. Go <laughs> I here, feel like man, other than it. me, like pe- like there's not a lot of like y'all don't like old music, like just in general. Like, uh, like I, what's Jesse funny doesn't. Is I probably you know? like the '60s more than you, even though it's probably mostly the popular people. But like 
some of the people that I listen to like more regularly than most are from the sixties. Um, yeah. So there's, like, there's obvious stuff from the sixties that, that I'm going to not include in, in what I would say I'm not crazy about, which is right. Motown is great, right? Like oh, there's amazing Motown stuff from the sixties. Uh, the most popular of the pop music, uh, it, for instance, the Beatles and the Beach Boys I'll put right. out like literally like culture altering albums that will always be the greatest thing. Um, but in general, if someone goes, oh, I found some weird, obscure rock band from the 60s and they play me oh, their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I That's not sonically and like songwriting wise. I don't like what rock music was doing in the sixties. I guess does that happen for any decade? It feels like a obscure bands sure. from most decades. I'm like, ah, eh. it's like maybe there's a cool one, but usually well, it's like it's eh. more just that um, the uh, aesthetic of like, oh, like gotcha, so yeah. okay, a band, a band, like it, like, let's say it's a, a record that came out in 1973, right? And I never heard of the band or the record. But I kind of got an, an idea of like, oh, this band was probably influenced by like the first couple of Led Zeppelin records and this and that. I would guess that that record is probably more interesting to me than a band that's gotcha. influenced by the first Beatles record because the gotcha. first Beatles record's not huh. not for me. Yeah, it's great pop songwriting, but I don't like that style. Like, I feel know. like you're also though. I feel like knowing so many musicians, you have this other gear, which is why you're a producer. Which is you are much more tuned in. Like I will watch any music history thing. Like if it's yeah. if it's a documentary, I'll watch it. I'll be into it. I Pantera. will. There's almost no. Like I could probably even watch one on Jimmy Buffett and like enjoy it, even though he's yeah, like baby. the first name that comes to mind when I think of an artist that I couldn't care less about. Um, but I, I'm. But you're right. I'm not like digging into the past a lot. I wasn't trying to be critical. I just think it's it's weird. It's kind of weird. Like there's less like. Yeah, I just think there's less, less like, m- like most rock bands, right? Like, there's a, people in the bands that all be like, dude, we love Led Zeppelin, right? Like, that's most rock bands just throughout history. Um, but yeah, like, y- y- y'all wouldn't say that. Y'all aren't Led Zeppelin fans. Yeah. Not, like I said, yeah, that sounds sure. like I'm trying to attack you. I don't care. No. But, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't feel attacked at all. I, yeah, I definitely. Think, but we're also not a band we're who's not like terribly like we don't have a besides you um when it was me Tanner, Aaron and Jesse, Tanner knows a lot there, yeah, of yeah course. when it was when it was me Aaron and Jesse there was there was like very little breadth of music um and like that has it still hasn't like you know spread a ton um but yeah I we might have thought so until we met people like Tanner and you and like oh there's a there's a whole other thing and I'm just like, I immediately am like, oh, I know I'm not going there. So I love how I engage with music. I love the music that I listen to. And I don't care that, like, there's worlds that I'll never know. Like, it's just yeah, what I, you know, what I engage with is great. Uh, I, I guess we'll figure out these, like, just the three of us episodes as we go. Yeah. Um. I had a bunch of other topics, but it feels like we're just running right into the thank you, no thank you portion of this show. Um, sure. What do we got? I was just gonna do uh, my thanks to Hamilton because I I oh. love it. Wait, but to Alexander already, already, or to Lin Lin Manuel the the, 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 the play? <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a strong enough opinion about the actual dude, you know, uh, to yeah. give him a thanks. But maybe he deserves it. I mean, seems like a cool guy from the from the singing and the dancing, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll say uh, thanks to um, man. Yeah, just thanks to my neighborhood for the free fireworks show. They just absolutely killed it. This like. Just, I wish I got a better video. I, Jeremiah suggested next year, Nate, that we do a live podcast episode from a roof in our neighborhood. Um, too loud, and we, just like a million bangs. Well, booms. I think it's mainly like a YouTube idea where we like we stream it and we just do cameras in five directions because it would really be mm. something to show people. Um, but yeah, it was on point. It, it absolutely terrified my dog. We took her away Friday night, and and that was good. But it was like seven or eight straight. And I'll be honest, people have just started to stop. I mean, ne- the next day at 1 p.m., I don't mm-hmm. know what people are getting out of it at that point. But, I, I mean, some... I haven't heard any today, but definitely the last, last few days. I mean, it's night. it's pretty much from Memorial Day until two days ago. It's just been... I mean, Juneteenth, yeah. they were going off on Juneteenth, too. Yeah. Um, but made me very proud of, of our neighborhood. And as far as I know, nothing burnt down. So that's a real win for the community. Absolutely. Nice. That was, uh, that was my thank you, too. I'm just going to stick with it. Just wanted to thank my neighborhood for an awesome July 4th. It was sick. It made me proud of my neighborhood and proud to be a part of it, hanging out with neighbors. Everybody's just happy and having a good time. It's awesome. Yeah. You should make it, if anyone wants a destination that's a little bit off the map, uh, like culturally, you should come to the West End of Louisville because you will get, you can eat for free. You can drink anything you want for everybody's front yard. There's plenty of options. Like it would be, it would be something to see and enjoy. It's fun. I've been. Yeah. Yeah. We were at a party one time, and they uh, they discovered we were in a band, right? So, uh, of oh, course, man, then they started, so mu- <laughs> they started playing our music. They started playing our They were like, oh, yeah, what song? And they're like, <laughs> they were like, what was the guy's name that was controlling the iPod? Uh, I, was I don't like, remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what song we told him to start with. Um, but it was, was so weird, one. dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just sitting there while they're listening to my epic is so weird. <laughs> I think it was of wilderness. I think that was like the newest single. I hate single we telling were. people about our band. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if I'm a huge fan. Oh, you're in a little band, eh? That's cool. Oh, what do you sound like? I don't know, man. <laughs> <Led> Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Between the notes of the Everson's Rubber Dust.